G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. It is the most powerful of tools, most amazing of experiences, the most honorable of positions to have, and that's to be a man or woman of prayer. In today's program, we're going to get keys to effective prayer from the Master himself as he gives the Sermon on the Mount. Stay tuned. Our series is called The Kingly Messiah, Understanding the Gospel of Matthew, Part 1, a verse-by-verse audio commentary, which is part of our larger Understanding the Bible series. And here we have Gospel of Matthew, Part 1, Sermon on the Mount, Lessons on Prayer. It's very amazing what Jesus teaches us of this whole thing. And so, in just a few verses, we get a lifetime of insight about how to pray effectively. After all, if prayer was merely a vain religious exercise, then why do it? Well, to be honest, there are people who are praying ineffectively and continue to do so, if for no other reason, not because they're getting answers but because at least it makes them feel they're doing their part or they're getting brownie points with God or whatever it may be. But what's the point of prayer unless you are heard by God? And here you have God through Jesus telling us this is how you pray and get answers to your prayer. Here is the way of effective communication with God. So it's found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12, lessons on prayer. Let me read a couple of verses from this segment. It says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. All right, so here is the secret of prayer. You have to ask, you have to seek, you have to knock. Makes a good acrostic, doesn't it? And Jesus goes on to say, if you ask, you will receive. If you seek, you will find. And if you knock, it shall be open to you. Nothing complicated whatsoever about Jesus' principles of effective prayer. But here is a key, which is only, in a sense, implied at this point, but it will become clear with full force. You have to ask 
from the living God. You cannot go to a God that doesn't exist, but the one who does. And we believe, scripturally, there is only one God, not a multiplicity of gods, as was done with Greek and Roman mythology and so on. One God. When you rightly direct your prayer to one God, the living God, according to his principles and precepts, which are easy to understand, even a child can take hold of this, then you are on your way to answered prayer. And remember, friends, we might like to be self-sufficient and reliant and feel we don't need anything or anyone, including God himself, but the fact is we all need each other and we all need God. So let's quit being blinded and proud and in denial. We need each other. We need God. But let's direct our prayers to the living God. And as we do, we need to learn to ask, to seek, and to knock. There is a promise that Jesus makes for being persistent. Ask and keep asking. There is what is also called the family analogy. If a father will give good gifts to his son or daughter, especially when the son and daughter ask him for something that is right and legitimate, like food or clothing or what have you. If an earthly father will do that, Jesus then draws the connection, how much more will the heavenly father do it? Here, Jesus is teaching that God is our heavenly father. It becomes up close and personal. And he really drives home the point about the Heavenly Father in this passage. And then we get the golden rule, a principle I have been teaching on for many, many years. Because, well, Jesus teaches on it too. We'll learn more about it in just a moment. Now it's time to read the entire portion of Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12. Our lesson is called Sermon on the Mount, Lessons on Prayer. And again, the reference is Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12. Let's listen carefully, because this is God's word. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom, if his son ask bread, will give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men do to you, do ye even so to them For this is the law and the prophets. Our reading is from Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12. And this lesson is called Sermon on the Mount, Lessons on Prayer. Friends, every true believer has a desire for prayer. In other words, to connect with God. Not just to know about God, but to know God. Not just to hear about God, but to hear from God. Not just to see answers given, but answers given to us on all our needs, personal and corporate. It is a legitimate desire. God knows it. 
Jesus knows it. That's why he's teaching. And he does so with great economy of words. He doesn't say, how should we put it, many words, but yet in few words, he's basically saying it all. He's giving the secret to answered prayer. And I'm telling you, not only your life will change if you have answered prayer, your whole eternal destiny changes when you have answered prayer. It is that fundamental. And so, because we know prayer is good and even have a desire for prayer, the problem is, as Paul himself says, we don't know how to pray as we ought. And he says that in Romans chapter 8. That's why you need God's help. First of all, you get God's instruction as per the Word of God, and then you get God's personal assistance in prayer, courtesy of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will pray for you and through you. That's an important thing. There is a principle of prayer in the Spirit. But let's focus here on the Sermon on the Mount, the secret of prayer. Matthew 7, verse 7. Because in just a few words, Jesus summarizes the secret of powerful, potent, and answered prayer. First, if you want to receive from God, then the key is ask God and keep on asking. If you persist, you will seek and you will keep seeking, seeking the face of God for the answer to this prayer. And if you're still waiting for an answer, don't give up. Knock and keep knocking. The acronym to ask, seek, and knock is A-S-K, or ask. Amazing. Ask. Just remember the word ask, and there you've got the secret of prevailing prayer. It's a good mnemonic, ask. A for ask, S for seek, K for knock. And then... There is the promise to the persistent. And let me tell you, when people never, ever, ever, ever give up, as Churchill told the British people during the Second World War, you will actually get to your destination. Even when it seems impossible, persistence in prayer will pay off. God will flick the switch, your miracle will happen, the door will open, and you will have the very thing you've been looking for. I've seen this in my life again and again, and God plays no favorites. He will do it for you too, because he loves you as he loves us all. Promise to the persistent. Jesus says that everyone who asks will receive, and everyone who seeks will find, and he who knocks and keeps knocking the door shall be open to them. But remember, we ask and we keep asking. We seek, and we keep seeking. We knock, and we continue to knock until we get what God wants. It doesn't mean to be a nag. It means to be persistent. Nagging is condemned, but persistence is commended. And then we get what is called the family analogy. And the family analogy is found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 to 10. Jesus asks a simple question. What man is there who receives a request from his son to eat bread, and that father hands him a stone instead? You'd have to be a pretty rotten father to do that. And even just a, a halfway decent father would never do that. What about if your son asks for a piece of fish? 
But instead of giving your son a fish, you hand him a scorpion. It's unthinkable. It's downright preposterous. After asking this question about an earthly father, Jesus then connects it to the principle of prayer. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, he goes on to drive home the point. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, think about it. How much more will your heavenly Father, who is good and wonderful, give good gifts to his children? Interesting that Jesus calls people evil. And he's talking about earthly fathers. He's actually talking about everyone. When Jesus says, you being evil, give good gifts to your children, he doesn't mean that people are incapable of doing good. Because after all, we are made in the image of God. But due to the fall and the introduction of sin and death into this world, our human nature has been corrupted. And the fact is, we are now capable of both great good and equally great evil. You see, we're called evil because we either have the potential of evil, or more likely, it's because despite doing many good things, we also do bad things. And when you do bad things, then there is a price to pay. Good things don't cancel out the bad things. We can never repay the debt that the bad does. It's sort of like the national debt in some of the great Western democracies. These national debts are getting to be so high. How on earth does the country repay? Don't think these can be written off. Trying to write them off is going to cause everything to collapse. God doesn't write anything off. God doesn't allow us to declare spiritual bankruptcy. Somebody has to pay the bill for the evil that is done in our lives. Thank God Jesus put up his hand, in fact, put up both hands on the cross and died for our sins, that the debt of our sin, our evil, would be paid in full. Let's not be in denial that we aren't capable of evil. Let's be honest. We are. And therefore, when you recognize the problem, you're halfway towards the solution. And the solution is the gospel of Jesus, which is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. So Jesus calls people evil. For this reason, in another part of the gospels, Jesus responds to the question, good teacher, what must I do to gain eternal life? And he responds with his own question. Why do you call me good? Only one is good, and that is God himself. Now, of course, Jesus is not saying that he personally lacks in goodness. It should be obvious to anyone with eyes and ears that Jesus is the embodiment of godly goodness. No, what Jesus is doing when he says, why do you call me good to the rich young ruler is he's opening up the possibility to this guy that he is from God, and indeed he is the Son of God. Now, regarding prayer, God, who is always good, is even more than able and willing to give good gifts to those who ask him. So while he already knows what you need before you ask, according to Matthew 6.32, 
He wants us to go through the process of asking, seeking, and knocking. With these things, or shall we say without these things, you will not receive. All right, the golden rule. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. All the lofty principles, precepts, ethical standards, moral virtues, and godly admonitions of the Hebrew prophets. And remember, friends, there's no less than 17 prophetic books just in the Old Testament alone, not counting prophetic utterances in the law and in the writings. All these can be summarized and fulfilled in one simple verse. Whatever you want men to do to you, do the very same thing to them. Because not only will you reap what you sow, but you are fulfilling the law and the prophets. For example, if you want people to be friendly to you, be friendly to them. If you want people to be kind to you, be kind to them. If you want people to help you in time of need, or if you want to be helped, then you be helpful in somebody else's time of need. If you want people to listen to you, then listen to them. Even a child can understand this. Do you remember Mary Kay? She was the founder and director of a multi-billion dollar cosmetic empire. And this cosmetic empire, Mary Kay Cosmetics, was built on the foundation of the golden rule. She believed in treating people the way she wanted to be treated. As I said, when you live by the golden rule, you reduce interpersonal conflict to nil. Furthermore, if you want to keep from hypocrisy and double standard, then live by the golden rule. Because after all, it's ridiculous to expect people to treat you in a certain and lofty way when you yourself do not treat others in the same manner. And conduct yourself for better or worse as how you treat people, because that's also how you'll treat God, since it's impossible to treat people in one way and God in another. For example, how can you say that you love God, whom you don't even see, and yet you'll hate your brother, who you do see? Just remember, if every Christian would practice the golden rule, it would be heaven on earth. Now, our lesson is called Sermon on the Mount, Lessons in Prayer, and our lesson for life is living in the kingdom of God means reverent fear towards the Lord and the golden rule towards people. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to our homepage to subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter, bringing future-ready advice to your inbox monthly with articles from the Bible, Victorious Christian Living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the Sermon on the Mount and the principles of prayer. Put a spirit of persistence upon us and of godly fear that we will come to the prayer closet and we will seek your glorious face, and we won't leave till we get what we've asked for. Help us to be transformed in the process, and help us to be an agent of transformation to our world. For this we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.